Hello and welcome back to Coaches Corner. This is a podcast designed for professional coaches looking to develop themselves in the fitness industry and improve their one-to-one coaching business. In this episode, I'm joined by special guest Ronnie McKay and we share our advice on what to do once you pass your level three. So Roni has been in the fitness industry for over 20 years now. She has spent the last 15 years of that in Gymbox and that's how Roni and I have met each other. So as well as running her own self-employed PT business, Roni also is an educator for the Gymbox PT Academy and she coordinates the Gymbox recruitment days, which we both work on. So let's get her on. Where is she? There she is. Hello Roni, how are you? Hi Derek, I'm good, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Right, welcome to the podcast. So, um, like I said, the point of this podcast is to talk and give advice on what to do once you pass your level three. And we was having a bit of a discussion about this the other day in work, and you're going to meet some um, course providers soon and just um, you know talk and give a speech about how they can get in the industry. And I thought that'd be quite a good podcast for, for us to do. So the way I like to run my podcast, I like to kind of make cl- three clear topics and then kind of work through them so what we're going to do first let's talk about what options people have once they pass level three um, how to actually apply for a PT position and then how to build out a business plan I think that'd be a good structure for this podcast so let's talk about options first so people just pass a level three um, they're just coming in the industry where do you start you know where do you start with thinking of what you're going to do what would your kind of advice be on that well I would always say to people, go back to why you want to be a trainer, first of all. Look at what you know, what your motivation was to do the role. When you know mm-hmm. why and who you want to train, then you can place yourself in the best facility. So, you know, some people don't want to be attached to a gym, so some, some people might just want to do a few family, friends, etc., in the parks yeah. or they're in homes. So if that's the type of business you, you want to run on a freelance basis, then that's you know an easier option for some people at the beginning. Um alternatively, you can go into a gym. Um, there's several models that you can do that on Mm -hmm. there's the employed model which is where the gym will charge the member for the session and the trainer will get some of that money for the session a percentage of the money yeah let's talk about these options actually um i think it's going to flow quite well so let's talk about the all the options that's available so once you decide your why and kind of what job do you want to do you know are you doing it for your own personal knowledge because i know some people have done a pt course just for their self right some people just done it loads of people and never actually got into the industry. Uh, some do the course and don't really know what to do next and then they never join the industry. Like they do it as like, whilst they're doing a full-time job and never transition over. Um, but like I said, once you once you find your why and your purpose of doing um, the course, then it's easier to kind of have a form of direction. So let's go through all the models available. Um, I think the, the easiest one to start off with is the freelance, mobile, PT in the park type of option. Uh, that a lot of people tend to start there sometimes, don't they? Where yeah, that's... I was going to say that's a good starting point for people because, um, first of all, when someone says to their friends and family and colleagues that I've become a trainer or I've qualified, mm-hmm. you're going to get a few, oh, I'd like to train with you. So, of course, you're not attached to any particular establishment. So, okay, let's just, let me come to your home or let me take you to a park. Um, of course, there's the old boot camps that go on in parks. So that's where a lot yeah. of people start doing outdoor training. Um, and that is an option to start with because it's really a good idea to see if you like doing the role, you know, because yeah. sometimes you start training people and you, maybe you don't enjoy it. So before you kind of commit to something, it's quite a good way to understand if it's something that you want to continue with. I think what we can do actually, it's something just kind of mind, if we list all the models, then we can go back and do some pros and cons to each. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll, we'll list them all first. Okay, so freelance mobile PT, and then we've got the employed model, where the employed yeah. model is you work for a gym. So, you know, in London, uh, where we work, I guess the main employers are uh, Virgin, Equinox, David Lloyd, I think, and Third Space. So that's where um, the client pays the gym and the gym pays the trainer. That's basically the best way to sum up. Which I think people need to be aware of, which we'll discuss in detail. We will discuss, yeah. So you've got the employed model where you work for a gym. And then you've got like studio employed models. Do you want to explain what that is? Yeah, so a studio essentially is where um, they're just featuring personal training. Quite often it will be a transformation thing. So people will offer people to come in and do a complete transformation package, which is normally anywhere between three and six months. 
the studio will organize all that consultation with mm -hmm. the client and all of the correspondence. They will then allocate that client to one of the trainers in-house and mm -hmm. they will then deliver the programs for the studio um, in line with what that consultation was and what the client was looking to achieve. Um, it's uh, it's kind of limited in terms of what you can do creatively in terms of your, you know, but we'll discuss that yeah. again. But, you know, but yeah. it's kind of it's a model where you don't have the design element over the programs, but you do get the clients. You get the clients and then you get the education of learning what another model is. So that's the and studio. And no, normally a salary role as well. It's normally a paid salary. Yeah, because they're going to guarantee you the work. So that's the studio employed. Uh, something that's very, like, it's not really that new but it's definitely blew up over the last two years is the online only model whether that looks like online via zoom or just online programming a lot of people are getting into training and just going straight on to online programming um some people do a hybrid you know very much uh, on the courses i run i always like promote doing a hybrid because i quite like doing the programming side so we have one-to-one -one personal training in a gym somewhere and then you just program for other trainers but some people just go online only and then you've got your favorite model the freelance self-employed model yeah. for many yeah, reasons so, which i will list so, yeah that's obviously the way you pay a rent towards the gym to get access to the members and the um, facilities and then you run your business completely independently within that establishment good so we'll do some pros and cons of these because um there is a right model for everybody and it comes back to your why and what you're kind of looking for and where you want to work and what support you need at the time and they all have their pros and cons so let's start off with the freelance mobile pt in the park going to people's houses i'd say the biggest not the issue but like so something was kind of a bit of a barrier after a while of this is you know you can only carry so much kit to the park you can only have you only got access to so much equipment and with limited access comes um limited opportunity for development you know for that client yeah, of course. And, and exactly the creativity is limited as well because you only have so many things you can do with a band and a couple of dumbbells um, yeah. so the park the outdoor training and mobile training i did for many many years at the beginning of my career and it did service me well at the time mm -hmm. because at the time i was a mum and you know i had young children so time wise it really helped me i could work around my kids um, nursery and schooling so again the why and you know what type of trainer do you want to be what are your restrictions so if you have sort of childcare or you have other work commitments a freelance model outside can be beneficial the negatives however are it's all lovely in the summer not so yeah. much fun in november and december when no, you're there at six o'clock in the morning and it's minus four you know yeah. um and that's not the best way to start your day um you know some people don't mind getting up early in the cold i mm -hmm. found it quite you know not the most motivational way to start my day yeah also what a lot of people don't factor into the mobile element is a lot of your time is wasted on traveling so yeah bouncing you know, around different essentially, clubs yeah essentially us for us as pts time is money and if we have a client in one part of london and another client in another part of london it can take four or five hours a day just on traveling between yeah. clients so that's four or five hours you could be seeing other clients so that we effectively does affect your you know your rate per hour yeah group exercise instructors suffer this massively because they might not have the you know as a personal trainer say a monday peak time it's very doable for us to do a five six seven eight back to back four sessions mm -hmm. in a go where a, a group exercise instructor can't normally get back to back gym sessions so they might do five o'clock one travel for an hour then go to another gym that mm -hmm. might just be down the road but they end up just if, if you look at their graph right London yeah, during I'm, the day they're all over the place and it's quite exhausting yeah they're all over the central line and you know I think that yeah. you know, if you don't want to do PT of course classes is an option but I would always recommend if you're going to be a class instructor try to lock in a double or a triple class back to back somewhere yeah otherwise you're literally spending more on travel than you are on that actually earning it's, it is tough just constantly running around all day okay and then you've got the employed model so the employed model um you know there is a sense of security people feel with the employed model because they work for the gym but you are some, some gyms might do an initial period where you're on say a salary of some form while you're doing stuff for the gym but really all the employed models are still zero hour contracts because you're only going to get paid once you deliver a session and then a percentage of the of what you deliver goes to the gym a percentage comes to you or you're on a tier based system so you work your way up so you might join as a tier one instructor 
and then you might have a tier one, two, three, four master trainer level, and then you jump in at one of those tiers, and then you get paid based on what tier um, system you're on. So the employed model has its benefits of potentially looking like it's more of a secured role because you don't have any outgoings, and you do have, I guess, a benefit is you do it can feel like you're getting looked after a bit more because you've got a different management system in place but you also got to also remember going into deployed that doesn't mean security that means you're still on zero hours and you've got to do um you've still got to grow your own business you've still got to have this self-employed entrepreneur mindset still going into that role um, i think what a lot of people are unaware of in so to interrupt with with the that model which as you say um it's a very good selling point for that model is that you don't have to pay rent you know, mm -hmm. and that's of course a lot of people want to hear immediately. I don't have to pay anything, but of yeah. course everything comes at a cost. You know, um, I, as as yourself, we are very you know involved in the whole you know process of what recruiting people. So we're always looking at what other models involved, and I've looked closely at some of the employed models. And for example, the other day I was reading a job application for an employed role. Forty hours was required. Out yeah. of those forty hours, you could PT for eight. Yeah, and that's a, and that's a very small percentage of, yeah. of you know what the club is getting paid. So, say the club is getting paid seventy pound for the PT session, mm -hmm. you're likely to get anywhere between fifteen and twenty five of that seventy yeah. pounds. So that's eight hours you can earn between fifteen and seven, uh, twenty five pounds, and then the rest of your time is mm -hmm. cleaning the gym floor, doing reception, doing stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm not saying that it's not, there's not pluses to doing an employed model, there certainly is, especially if you want a trial, whether it's for you, mm -hmm. if you don't want to have any initial, you know, layout, and you're not sure if, you know, what model you want to do, there's no out, you know, there's no um, expense to you initially, but you have to be very informed on what you're getting involved in, because I feel like a lot of times people go into the employed model without all of the information. So if yeah. you do want to do it, that's fine. And there's, you know there's benefits to it but make sure you're fully informed yeah and like you know i i talk about my career i started off at virgin active um in clapham common that's a employed model and i was at virgin for two and a half years and i, I loved everything about virgin i loved yeah. the setup they had um i enjoyed the team aspect i enjoyed um you know, there's different targets and different things happen when you're employed and i enjoyed all of that but i just reached a point where I kind of it wasn't right the right model for me anymore and then I wanted to move on but yeah like um, I know some of the um, there's some there's, there's some great employed models out there but again you've got to just look for you've got to, just got to look at the pay scale and some of the employed models are you're committing to that company so if you're going to join that company it's only worth if you if you want to do your whole career there so you can work your way up as a tier of trainer so there's no point I going into a, a limitation yeah so yeah I, I wouldn't if you wanted to go for an employed model, you've got to say, right, I love this company and what it stands for. I'm going to commit here because I'm going to join as a tier one, for example. The real money comes in at tier three, tier four, master trainer, but I'm going to work my way up and, and be there. And then you see your career like that. And if you're someone that likes um, a career tree and a structure, that's that can be quite appealing. But you've got to, there's no point joining that and jumping around. You've got to join that and commit your time and then it sure. works out good yeah. in the end. But it's just, it's just something worth considering. But yeah, I, I would you know, say I was... there's also there's a there's a shelf life on that role as well because I do think that exactly as you said, like you get to a point when you are okay. I've now been doing the job for four years, and you know I would like to you know receive all of the money that I'm getting for my session simply because I'm pouring my heart and soul into it and I'm working really hard and mm. I want to be able to do my own stuff for my own time. So I do totally agree that there's definitely benefits to that model, especially for people um, that are unsure where they want to go with it and they like the security of being within a company. Yeah. But if um, if you do want to progress, you know, your career, it's not a long term thing. I would say yeah. for most people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, pros and cons to the employed. Then you've got the studio employed, and this is where somebody's had this idea. <laughs> somebody's had this, right, this is this is the best way to train. This is the, the way we're gonna work with a client and laid everything out to the T. Uh, so you join, they're, they're um, I don't wanna say too many brands whilst we're on this, <laughs> but yeah. yeah let's not, you, let's you not speak I mean? of anyone particularly, yeah. yeah but I like, think we both know who we're talking about. But you know, they'll have like this, clear layout of um of what a journey would look like with a client and and i love that i love the idea of that and when we do recruitment days we ask people okay what does a client's journey look like you what's your process so some someone would have built all these processes out and then you get a trainer 
and now mold them to teach their processes. And we've had trainers come from a studio employed model to us in the self-employed rent. And they've come with, I kind of like that the way they did that. I would adjust a few things, but they come with this um, complete model of how to train somebody. So again, that's, that's quite a good, um, and and education for them. Yeah. uh, So what, so again, that would come at a cost of, you're not getting paid per session, but also the gym's doing quite a lot for you. And you've got to follow their way of doing things because they've got to protect the brand, protect what they're offering. So that's why there's a, everything has to be ticked off in this way um, to make sure that every member's getting the same product. But with that, you know, as, as, as a trainer, you learn this, somebody's made all the processes, you've learned that. There might be slight career development there, but probably that'd be limited as well because you're working for somebody's idea but that's that's not a bad place to start to learn your way and then if you were to do your own thing later on you know you've got a structured template to at least go off um but again that will come at a cost of you know potential earnings would be capped at a certain point right. and and creativity and you know yeah. i mean i don't want to say ownership over clients because we don't own our clients but there no. is a relationship with clients and we own that relationship and you know yeah. we own that commitment to them personally um you know for you know for me that you know the the trust and the loyalty and the relationship with a client is a huge part of what we do and i don't feel that um you can entirely achieve that in that model fully but i do think that yeah. i totally agree that it's a fantastic education um to really learn how to um create a particular you know business model because if even if you go in and you want to be a trainer independently as your own boss later on you can learn a good business ethic and how to you know how to run the programming side of it and Mm -hmm. how to you know get the clients and watch how they pitch for people and stuff like that so there's a lot to be learned in that model for sure Uh, you just get if you're lucky enough to get into a good studio um that treat you well then there's a lot of benefits but again limited on you know i've you know, I don't think I've ever really come across anyone more than two or three people in my life that have stayed in that model as a PT for more than 10 years. Yeah. Because ultimately, at some point, you say, I just want my own clients. Yeah, I just want to do my own thing. Yeah. And I want, you know, it's not even a monetary thing. Of course, there's a monetary aspect, but it's just how sometimes you'll go to work and you'll be doing one client. The next day, you'll be given another client. And it's very broken mm-hmm. up, that connection with people. So it's just very nice to be able to see that journey all the way through with people, which you don't always get the opportunity in that model. I agree. Okay, so then we got online. So online, like I said, uh, let's take away online Zoom because that is still that is still super new. I'm on about just online programming. You just do programming. Now this is for somebody that has a lot of experience programming. Um, programming is incredibly you hard. You've got to know your stuff. Programming is is incredibly hard. Um, you've got to be very disciplined with processes. You know because you never get to see someone in person. You never get mm-hmm. to naturally just check in with them so you've got to have days and times listed of when you're going to check in when you're going to follow up and with programming programming it comes from not just education but a long period of trial and error so i think sometimes if you think you can just go straight into programming um you can hit a lot of walls really quickly but i'm a fan of like the hybrid model because i'm a fan of having a home having a home where you train out you meet one-to-one clients you do the job in person and then you also um run online programming only alongside that but just doing online just maybe doing online programming on its own can be quite a tough place to start what type of trainer do you want to be because if you want to be a trainer that uh, literally sits by a computer and gives people the information Mm -hmm. and again as as you said you need to know your stuff you cannot i mean i i generally personally don't think that you could do that unless you've had experience in face-to-face because yeah. you've got to see how a body works you've got to understand a piece person's ability you know what you can program for one person you know they might not be able to do it technically because their yeah. body won't, you know limitations won't allow it so yeah. you have to be able to speak to that person really consult with them and really find out what they're capable of doing before you mm-hmm. issue them and you've got to be confident that what you're going to give them will deliver what they want because you're not there to monitor it all the time so you have yeah. to go, I'm going to give you this program for a month. Um, we will check in, but ultimately you're doing my work. I have to know that what I'm giving you is effective. Yeah. Um, so okay. I do think that programming is, you know, it's a very safe place to be. And I totally agree. The hybrid model, you know, with lockdown, had I not have gone on to Zoom and, and um, programming, 
we wouldn't have had a business you know so we had to use that opportunity so i'm a big fan of it now but i wouldn't want to do it just for that because it doesn't suit my personality but for some people it may yeah okay so then we move on to the last option which is the freelance self-employed rent model this is where um the the gym opens up the gym for self-employed people to run their business out the gym so as a self-employed person you don't work for that company you you're licensing the space to run their business and that's the type of model we offer at gym box so the trainers come in they license the space they get access for because they're assigned to that gym and licensing that gym they get access to the model uh, sorry the the members they get access to the gym floor itself and they've not got to worry about trying to find oh we've not even talked about finding clients yet with like the yeah that's uh, a whole not- the, well i was going to bring that up now <laughs> yeah we're, we're with the freelance mobile model so like pt in the park uh one exactly, thing you've you, you got to how where do you, you get those find people your, from you've got to find your own business where in the self-employed model you know we're talking from a gym box perspective but i've also worked for fitness first in a self-employed rent-based model there's um pure gym anytime the gym group they're all self-employed rent-based models and with Eve, with any of these gyms, um, there's armies of salespeople that are always trying to get new members in. So you're licensing the space, you get access to all the gym kit, and then you've got um, a sales team always putting new members in. So with the self-employed model, you pay a license fee normally once a month to the gym. Um, I say normally because when I was in Fitness First, I had to pay weekly. So it's either weekly yeah. or one month. Or five weekly, or, or mo- it, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's weekly when I was in fitness first or it's um yeah I think, they, month... I think it's by week but I don't know or monthly they pay they a one-off it, fee I'm not sure monthly they pay a you pay a one-off fee and then you run your business however you want you can you charge what you want you make up your own package list to whatever suits you as a trainer you um you can run the hybrid model and do some online programming you can teach classes you run your business however you want and then you have a fee that you pay the gym to use that space that's what the self-employed model is. Do you want to dive into the pros and cons of a self-employed freelance model? Okay. So let's let's be real, okay? Self-employed is not for everyone, not even in personal mm. training, but in any industry. Okay, you need, mm-hmm. have to want to run your own business. So you need to be a this different is animal. A lot of, yeah, you do, no, you do. And this is the thing that I think when, this is what's really important that we want to talk to you guys now, finishing courses, is that that's why it's really important to go back to your why. You know, what and why do you want to do this job because if you want to do this job because you want to be able to be completely self-employed not answerable to anybody else have those long-term committed relationships with clients be creative and be able to you know do your own programming turn up at whatever hours of the day you wish to do work around whatever time restraints you have there's so many pros right your earning potential is uncapped because guess what if you want more money you just go out and work harder and get more money this it's not like yeah. a salary job where you're going to earn two thousand pound a month and then say mm. something happens in your life and you need more money that gym's not going to give you more money but for us mm-hmm. as self-employed people if something happens i'm like gosh i need more clients what do i do oh there they are there's a gym full of people yeah. i go and get some more clients um so you're you're as you're as busy as you want to be and you're you know successful as you make it so there's many, many benefits, which is a reason for, you know, I've been doing 25 years, I've been doing self-employed. Um, I've done it under mobile, I've done it under different gyms. Um, not because I hate the employed model, but just because it didn't mm-hmm. work within my personality and my time constraints. Plus, um, you know, I wanted to be in control of what I earned. So, yeah. you know, I had X amount of money I needed to make a month and I needed to be in control of that. I still do. So, you know, that's yeah. the only way I could get full control over that factor. Um, Let's talk about the negatives. In any freelance model, as you said, how do you get clients? Okay, if yeah. you're in the park, if you're in a budget gym or a premium gym, you still have to generate clients yourself. Yeah. So this is where you know a lot of people find this is a stopping block for them. Uh, in different models, like we particularly offer a big help in that area. Um, I think some other self-employed models offer some kind of. Um, business help and support I'm not too sure how in depth that is these days I can only speak about what we offer we make sure that everyone is very very set up for that generating clients you know I know you do the courses I do the uh, workshop and it's very important for us if someone wants to be self-employed then and they don't have the experience but they have the skills we can guide them along the process 
Um, when I started in self-employed in the gym, um, a PT manager that I had at the time, had I not have had him there, would I still be doing it self-employed in the gym? I don't know. Because yeah. he taught me exactly what to do. And without that guidance and advice, I'm not sure I'd still be here. Yeah, so that's so, how important it is. Yeah, you're right. Because like there will be a lot of... Um a lot of self-employed clubs that don't have a PT manager, they don't have that support system, they don't have um, like any courses or anything to do when they join. But that's also that that's also because you are joining as a self-employed person. You are just running a business and licensing a space. Now, this is not a promo for Gymbox as much, even though we will no. come from the Gymbox side. But like something we're trying to do, and the mission of what we've created in the Gymbox Academy is. We are offering a self-employed. Um, we're we're offering a self-employed option with the with the infrastructure of an employed management system. So we are by far, you know, this is something we're trying to develop as a company. We're offering people the chance to be self-employed and run their business, run the business, but with the support structure of a management system. So we've got courses, PT managers in club, mentors to go to, and that's just something we're trying to put on our gym box. And I say this ain't a promo for gym box because. This thing, gym box is not for everybody because it needs to come down to your why, what type of model you want to be in. Mm-hmm. And then if if we suit what you're looking for, then you can apply and then we can see if we're the right fit. But if you do come to gym box, the, what we try to do is just add in that extra line of support, which as a self-employed person, you shouldn't really get, but it's just something we are deliberately putting in and making it a nice combo of a management support system whilst you're running your own business. But that's like a little spin-off that we're trying to do and 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 offer as part of our academy so let's talk about your first steps then right you've just done your level three. First step you need to choose the right model for you so take on board everything we said you know there's freelance um, mobile employed employed studio online only or freelance self-employed model once you've decided this is the right path then you need to choose your club how do you choose a club Rony? well many many reasons where do you live you know how much travel yeah. time do you want to go to work every day so if you you know i made a conscious decision from uh in 2004 to go into london from working locally mm-hmm. so that changed my entire business you know i gave up a business i've built up but at the, at the beginning of my career it you know it suited me to be local so you look at what type of people you want to train local corporate residential how much time do you want to spend traveling how much time mm-hmm. can you donate to being in a club all day because if yeah. you pick a club that's 10 minutes around the corner from where you live you could effectively cover all three peak shifts of a, a gym all day because yeah. you could do a morning shift go home and have a sleep come back and do lunch and do evening so you know it's yeah. really how much how much time do you want to spend in club how far away do you want to be what type of person do you want to train do you want to you know do you relate to sort of the mums after drop off time do you want to go to a club like Mm. a residential um area where mums are going to drop their kids at school and then go to the gym and have a workout or you know dads that might be or men not not mums and dads exclusively but males or females (laughs) you know that might be um sorry i'm talking as a mother point of view but um you know you might have sort of different do you want to train more men do you want to train more women you know we have many people that um come into the industry as females and i'm going to get on the female soapbox now um Mm -hmm. that would never approach a male in a gym which i find shocking but Mm -hmm. i just say you know you're literally minimizing 50 percent, even 70 percent of your business opportunity because gyms are frequented by 60 to 70 percent more men than women so if you're Mm -hmm. a female trainer for example and you're only comfortable training women then I would say don't go to a hardcore bodybuilding gym because your yeah. opportunities there are going to be massively minimised. So yeah, you've really got to look right. at what type of person. You're definitely Sorry. right about location. It drives me mad when I when we run recruitment days and um, people turn up and go, I'll work anywhere. And we've got sites uh, as far out as Ealing, but depends if you live on what side of London, but Ealing or Stratford, for example, opposite ends, you're like, well, the space in Ealing oh that's miles away exactly don't come in saying you yeah. work anywhere come in with like I've done the research I've thought research. about this I've thought about yeah. this and this is how long it'll take me to get to work and I've had to think about this because I want to be a morning and lunchtime trainer I want to be a lunchtime and evening trainer so door to door it'll take me 35 minutes so this is ideal commuting time you're like good okay I get it you thought this through and, and I love when people have looked into the area you know as you go through CVs we'll talk through CVs and stuff in a second um before you set them up for the recruitment days it's quite obvious i find when people just 
copy paste send a cv to every company and then just apply for every position and then when you call them up to book them in they've not even they're like gym box uh which one are you and you're like oh yeah, you know exactly, they've, they've exactly. not done they've not done the option so they just, it's they really just apply 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 to any pt role it's like do you know look at what you want to do just don't qualify and go i'm just going to apply for everything because it's not viable for you you know yeah. think about what you want to do with that qualification if, if i was to leave gym box now like I, I know i've been a i know i've been doing this a little while but if i was to leave gym box now i'd probably just apply for one a gym at a time because <laughs> it'd be quite a big move to move to that gym and i'll be like okay I've scoped out the whole area. I've done my journey time. I've read about what company I'm going to move to. I know why I'm moving here. Um, I love I love this gym. I love this setup. That works for me. And I'd apply for that gym so well that I'm near enough guaranteed to get the position. Yeah. And and yeah, if you I mean, just do, it like, do an interview. And, and and if you just apply correctly like that, you'll probably get the position. It's just when you just send CVs out anywhere and then you end up failing every interview. It's because you. You know, you're saying you'll work anywhere, but you can't work anywhere. You need to decide if you want to be self-employed or employed, and you need to decide what model you're going to work for, and then you need to decide which company you want to work for. And this information is not hard to find out. It's quite easy to... Exactly. I call every applicant that applies, and I'm going to tell you 50% of those uh, say, oh, I want a salary. Well, read the advert. Yeah, why did you apply? it's very clear what what this role is, you know, like, and it doesn't really give us a lot of confidence in in your business abilities if you can't even understand what you're applying for. Yeah, so let's talk about applying. So um, applying for a PT position, we'll move to our second topic. So cover letter, CV. I know cover letters have changed um, quite a lot now because a lot of time you fill in forms online. There might be a few Mm. questions you have to answer, which is kind of your cover letter, Um, but your CV, it's not hard to write a good CV because everyone's got a friend that can at least check over their CV. Yeah. Um, you don't need to. And there's websites fr- that do it for you. Yeah, you you don't need to throw loads of pictures on there. You don't need to throw um, <laughs> just random colours and text. We just want to see where you've been, what uh, like a little bit about who you are, where you've been, what you want to do, and your plan. We just want to kind of all your qualifications. We just want to see it all bullet point out, and then when there's a chance to write. A bio or answer to a question you've actually put effort into that um i'm sure you've seen some rubbish cvs as you're going through them you know i find very bizarre is that we we know of course we do need to see what you've achieved we do of course that's incredibly relevant but we don't want your life story and we just want to know what you've achieved and we want to know what you intend to do with that or what you have been doing with that and we want to hear about it from you know what have you done in terms of work not what have you achieved only personally you know, yeah. because yeah. I've seen you know I've had people that have written bios and CVs I've seen that literally go into eight paragraphs about yeah. I've worked here I've done this and all it is yeah. talking about them you know yeah, and we, just want you know, to... we want to see you know what have you done with that qualification with that mm-hmm. you know so have you worked here what did you do in those roles you know what is it what did you achieve for those clients you know what did you achieve in that company because there and if you haven't done the job yet you know what would you like to achieve what's your intention what if it, what has any jobs you've had in the past and any relevant skills that might be applicable to this role you know it doesn't matter if you've been in a completely different industry some of the skills may be relevant so mm-hmm. think about what you're applying for and think about what you've done in the past that will help us see you have got the relevant skill set to do that job yeah to be to do the job to get through the first stage which is coming in from an assessment date um some places just don't uh, just do interviews but does the prep needs to be the same if you're going just for an interview that's fine um you know at Gymbox now we run assessment days we run like group assessment days centralized assessment days for uh for all of our sites so but regardless if it's an assessment day or an interview you still need to prep the same so let's talk about assessment days um i did do another podcast and as we'll go into a little bit more detail but you know you need a <laughs> the basics is turn up on time and be prepared uh Gosh, be prepared is, um, you know <laughs> the one of the key skills for our job is punctuality jesus and um yeah. you know there's two things trainers trainers need to do um count to 10 
and turn up on time. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's the basic here. <laughs> you start with those two things and we go from there, right? Yeah. You can't turn up on time for, you know, an interview. Um, and look, we do we do totally understand that sometimes things happen. Traffic, transport, we're not stupid. Mm-hmm. We get, you know, you can leave with extra time and we've all been there where you get held up. In that case, just communicate. You know, yeah. we're not unaware enough. that people fall in. Yeah. Exactly, just communicate. Just let us know, not a problem. But when it's yeah. when people just rock up an hour late, we're like, mm, okay. Or, or message on the day, oh, what time is it again? You're like, these, Yeah. We, if anything, we message people too much, you know, you get in contact, I get in contact, just to make sure that on the day we know who's turning up and they understand what's coming ahead. And it's just like, oh, if you've read any of this email, you would know where to be, what to wear yes, and what exactly. to do, yeah. Um, we, we, and we couldn't make it any easier but of course I do think that's a lot of people these days everything's quick 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 and they're just not doing things fully so I think that's just probably the society we live in so uh, we'll talk about our assessment days quickly because um, you know other companies might do something similar and they'll always be similar to a certain extent so with our assessment days I normally run me or another one of the PT managers would run a 30 to 40 minute presentation about the company now if you're turning up to apply for the job I think this is presentations just so important because this is where you find out all the exact numbers that you need to know everything about the um, payment structure that we run everything about where the company's been and what we offer so if you miss the um, if you miss the presentation you, you missed a big part of the reason you're there so do not turn up late because if you miss that presentation you don't even know what you're signing up for to a certain extent so and then you end you end up leaving with loads of questions which is just a silly reason to turn up so turn up on time the way we run we have a 40 minute presentation and then we go into practical assessments and then business plans so practical assessments people do panic uh, when we talk about practical assessments and I, and we always joke on the day and I, and and I say to people you know we know this is the most awkward situation we could put you in because the way we run our practical assessments is that we actually do you want to talk about the practical assessments instead of me just going on okay cool so it's interesting you say that because people do find it awkward but then i relate back to people saying okay so we're in a room here in a gym and we're giving you another personal trainer to do a Mm. practical thing with okay and in the term of practical what we're looking for is a brief consultation where we just want to find out if you can ask the relevant questions to find out what that person needs to do and where they want to go and how you can get there safely. You don't need to go into a life story. You don't need to talk yeah. about nutrition. Um, you know, this isn't a paid client. This is a fact-finding conversation yeah. where you just make sure. It's also a little bit for us to see what personality you bring to that consultation and what building with that person, you know, re- rapport you're building. Now, people say it's awkward, but is it awkward? Because when you're doing that with someone you just met on the gym floor, it's exactly the same as someone you mm-hmm. just met in that room just there. Yeah. In fact, I've done I've done assessments with people. They've ended up saying, can I train with you? You know, because yeah, yeah. You, that person is still a potential client, you know, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though it's role play. Um, you still have never met that person before, exactly as it would be with someone in the gym. So just treat it exactly as it had been if mm-hmm. someone you've met on the gym. Ask, or never be embarrassed, because yeah. we have to speak to people all day long and ask these questions and this is the first place where we can see if you're able to do that um, and mm-hmm. you don't have to um you know dig really deep psychologically on what they want is and stuff like mm-hmm. that we just want to we just want to get an idea that you know what you need to find out and then mm-hmm. if you was on a one-to-one consultation then you do it anyway which way you want but we need to know if you have an understanding of what you need to find out in that consultation yeah then from that consultation we would then be asking you to do um a screening thing with that person mobility movement assessment so we want to make sure that you've checked that person is safe to do anything that you've you've got in mind to do with them because Mm -hmm. sometimes people give you information and say oh you know i've got no back problems but i might have a knee problem but then once you get them to do a squat or you know a hinge then all of a sudden they have got restriction but they just don't realize it's a muscular imbalance so you need to look at just you know, and I know a lot of this stuff might seem quite scary if you've just qualified because, oh, how do I know this stuff? But you don't need to know huge amounts of biomechanics. You just need to know the basics of safety. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to know if someone's squatting and their back is arching, if their knees are not going forward and their knees yeah. are pulling back, if their ankles are not moving. They're basic things that you should know as a PT. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, you know, so, and 
what we do once we're with you on that assessment we might then ask you a few further questions and we're kind of digging a bit deeper to see how deep your knowledge is and trust me we have come across newly qualified pts whose knowledge is so extensive it's mind-blowing right mm -hmm. that have maybe have just qualified but got so much done so much learning and research and many years training and passionate about it they know so much more um if you don't know the deep 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 parts of it we will then give you clues and helps and so yeah. you will leave that assessment of gaining something anyway um yeah you know you'll come maybe with limited knowledge and you'll leave with a lot more knowledge so it's a learning process for people too um yeah. once we've done the mobility and this um movement assessment we will then just ask you to put in a few exercises that you might program for that person based on what they want to achieve and what they've said their goals are with those exercises we'll ask you to coach them demonstrate first of all we want to see your demonstration verbal instruction and then we want to see how you would then coach them through the movement whilst looking all the time for any um you know restrictions limitations any in, you know corrections that need to be made checking in with that person the whole time how does that feel yeah. where are you feeling it does it feel you know making sure that that monitoring and that connection is going on because that's what we're doing on the gym for every day that's how we get clients by showing them we have the knowledge and the understanding and the care yeah and yeah. then once they've done that we then just ask them a couple of questions about what they would do program wise you know what would rep range for you know um different sort of objective if it's strength if it's conditioning if it's endurance mm -hmm. just to find out if they have a basic understanding of programming and then they'll swap and they'll do it they'll back on each other yeah so yeah, you get paired up with another PT that's on the recruitment day, and one of our PT managers will then go with you. And where I was saying like the awkward side is like, you know, it, it's um you are with a PT you've just met, you've got a PT manager watching you, and maybe another PT manager just walking around. That can be quite an extreme scenario, but like the more extreme scenarios you put yourself in a life in your life, the more confident you're going to get. The more uncomfortable you get if you can get over that then you'll be comfortable in a normal situation so we know it might be a bit uncomfortable but if, if you can handle that situation you'll be able to handle the gym floor if you can handle exactly. running running a consultation and a practical session while somebody's watching you we you, we we know that you can definitely do that in a gym floor and what we're doing on these let recruitment me, so I'm just days you a quick sorry let me tell you a quick story yeah. about what you're saying there because it what you're saying is really make makes me think of this scenario with a guy i've worked with for many years at bank and when i did his assessment many many years ago and he just qualified he literally was and um he started warming me up and he started chatting to me about did you get the pro did you get the diet i sent you and i'm like sorry he's going did you get the diet is it workable and he started talking to me like it was really happening and I was yeah. like, and as soon as I realized what he was doing, I bought into it and I was like, and then he had a conversation with me, literally, like we've met on the gym floor, we've spoken about mm -hmm. everything, like he sent me something. Right, right. And, I'm, and you know, and he threw himself into that role because ultimately we are doing role play with these people every day. We are yeah. speaking these things with them. And, um, and he's turned out to be one of the most successful trainers I've ever worked with. Yeah. And you know, still is today. So the more you commit to that scenario, the better a mm -hmm. trainer you will be. And, uh, you know, the guys that we've got running our recruitment days, our PT manager team, they're very good. You know, they're very switched on. Oh, amazing. And and, and, and they'll just be keep asking you questions. And they're not trying to catch you out. They'll just be like, what are you doing, mate? You're like, so why, why are yeah, you doing this? Yeah, they're some of the most highly skilled, you know, yeah, highly skilled people just, I've ever met and, and oh, easy to get on with too. And they're just like, oh, I'm just seeing his, uh, his shoulder mobility range at the moment. Oh, okay, cool. And then what are you going to do next? Cool. Why are you doing this? And what rep range? And they'll just ask you questions and prod answers for just because they want to see your understanding and thought process but the manager team we got doing this so incredibly good and you know i can only talk from our gym box side so we put people through practical assessments you might not always do a practice assessment but something you definitely will have to do is prep a business plan so we'll do a whole section on business plans um so what is a business plan roni what's a business plan well it's an overview of what first of all it's the your journey onto it's basically like your client journey right so it's yeah. like what where are you starting at and what do you want to achieve and how do you intend to get there what do you need yeah. to do to get there um plan it out exactly as you would if it was a client journey you know you look at your beginning point look at your end point break it down into regular intervals maybe a month at a time month one what do I need to do to get towards month three? You know, how many times a day do I need to speak to people? How many people do I need to get booked in my diary for free sessions? How many of those free sessions do I need mm -hmm. to convert? 
once I've converted them, how many people do I want to be training by the end of month one? Not people, sorry, how many sessions do I want to be delivering? Mm -hmm. And then what is, what's your thought process on how are you going to do that generating of clients? You know, how are you going to speak to them? Advertise yourself. You know, what do you want to achieve ultimately financially? So, um, you know, what's your earning expectation? What would you yeah. like to make out of it? And, All of these you know, things and... Yeah, you should really make a business plan, even if you want to be a freelance mobile PT in the park. There's nothing wrong with that. You should still write a business plan for yourself. And the way I like to kind of break down the business plan is kind of what's your lead gen plan? What's a client's journey look like with you? And then what are your financial and career expectations? So um, you should do this. And, and like, it's up to you how you want to present it. Like we have some people that come with PowerPoints a book you know they've got a million pages printed <laughs> out and uh, you're like okay and then some people like some people you know, come with a sheet of paper or some people come with nothing yeah it, you know and if you come with nothing you know our pt manager team will get the answers out of you but the more prepared you are you know you'll convince yourself this is the right role for you once you thought something through you'll be like yep this is the right role for me i'm going to show you how i do it and when you do a business plan sometimes you're sitting next opposite someone that knows nothing about you you know so they might have not read your CV yet. So you might be like, sit down in front of someone, okay, who are you and what do you do? And then you say, you should explain who you are, what you offer, and then like, what's a, what's your lead gen plan? How do you plan and grow your business? Like what hours do you want to work? You know, especially in our self-employed model, um, you run your own diary. So are you a morning and lunch trainer? You're a lunch and evening yeah. trainer? What hours are you going to come in? Um, how, do you, how did you meet people before? If this is your first job, um, well, how do you feel about floor walking? What do you think your challenges will be? And just be honest and just talk about what your plan is. Then when I you sign someone up, what does a client's journey look like with you? You know, what you know, especially in the self-employed world. Well, what, yeah. yeah, what what packages do you offer? You know, do you do twelve-week blocks? Do you do one a week, two a week, three a week? Do you do a monthly diet debit model? It's like, well, we don't know. You tell us what you offer. What's yeah, it yeah, like yeah. working with you? Um, and then kind of finally the final kind of section is like financial and career expectations like where do you want to go like we have people come to us and say i want to make this amount of money i want to do this this and this cool other people like i really want to work build myself up in this company i want to i want to get into a more of a mentoring teaching role to go alongside my pt role so oh, i'm quite keen for your pt manager role in the next year or two like okay you know you just explain what your career journey looks like and then also this is your chance i always say with this with these interviews um, if you've thought the process through, through, uh, through you're, you're turning up today to say, this is me, come have a look at me. Uh, this is how I do PT in my practical. This is what my business will look like. And we discuss your business plan. Then it's like, okay, you've seen me, I've got questions for you. And like, it is a bit of a two way interview at the end. You need to kind of say, I've shown you that I'm the right person for this role. Here are my what questions. Yeah, yeah exactly. here are my questions. Exactly. Can you just clear up this? Can you, what happens with this happens? You know, you prep your questions that are bothering you or things you need to know to make sure everything's ticked off. And what I would do um, is write all your questions out somewhere, even if it's on notes in your phone. Um, so when you turn up on the day, most of those might be covered in the presentation. Like the presentation I give at Gymbox, that started off as three slides. It's now up to like 12 or 15. Because every time Wait, someone asks me a question, need to know. every time someone asks me a question, yeah, I kept putting it in. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'll add that on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be but, saying that, yeah. But like if uh, if um, you get to the end and say, and we ask you, have you got any questions for us? And you go, no, you've actually answered all of them. Then great. Or if you have got questions, you know, they're prepped. So you know, uh, so you leave there satisfied. You always just want to leave you know especially with uh, the practical it's a opportunity isn't it yeah especially with the practical and delivering a business plan there's always things you could have said better there's always conversations oh, you God. could have had better and, and listen nerves always come into play as well you know definitely we, i've um you know i've done assessments on guys that have been trainers for many many years and they fluff it on assessments and they go blank and because is that someone yeah. watching you thing it's not that you yeah. don't and we know this you know like believe it or not it's not always about what you say it's about what we do what you do and quite often yeah. someone might for the first five minutes be really tense or really you know fluffing and and then all of a sudden they try to they tend to forget you're there after five minutes and then they start yeah. to come into their own um yeah and we're not looking for perfection we're looking no. for people that um you know are prepared and yeah also you can really relate this what you're talking about preparation for the day um is 
if you had a client, okay, their, you know, their opportunity of success is going to be completely elevated if they're prepared properly for everything that's involved, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to, if a, if a client wants to do it, I'm talking about Iron Man because I know that's what you're doing. But if a client wants to do an Iron Man, okay, you're not going to get them sprinting like 15 miles on day one. You're going to prepare them over time, mm-hmm. right, to mm-hmm. build up to the end result. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for, we don't want to see the end result. We want to see that, mm. you know, that you know what you need to do to get to the end result. So yeah. the more prepared you are, the more and the more you'll benefit and the more we'll benefit yeah exactly so i mean and that all starts with the reason why you're applying for position so you know you want to choose your club once you choose your pt option you say this is the right one for me you then choose the company you want to work for based on location and the club itself then you then go right i'm going to make a plan for this specific club because i know all about this club because i've been reading into it you know and then you you present that on a day you think about potential practical sessions you might deliver think about you know if you turn up to gym box and you've you've watched one of my youtube videos or you've watched this and you've not prepped in your head different scenarios of how you'd run a, a practical session you know you, you we're giving you all the tools before you even get there yeah, and, 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 is, and we yeah. never and also we send this in emails like be prepared for this you know if you've got the time please prep a business plan there is the time to prep and you put that little bit of effort in it'll show it'll shine through on the day because at the end of the day we're, what we're, we're looking asking for, for something like um you know a booklet are we we're just yeah, asking for no, like no. just the basic information yeah and like some people will go over the top because that's just how they are no i would because that's just how i yeah. am but like and you know that but like it's uh Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get the whole class there and I'll plug my TV. Yeah, my yeah, no, oh my TV. God, yours would be like, well, I know what yours would be like. I mean, I'll be like, okay, can you now help me run my business? Yeah. But that's the thing like, well, listen, and we, go on, because I want to say, I want to go back to sort of the why as well. No, 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 you go back to the why, because we're going to start summing up in a sec, so you go back to that. Right, because the why, listen, so I know that you've come across this a million times, you know, I've been um, recruiting the guys for gym box for 15 years, and um, if I had a pound for every time I said to someone, why do you want to be a PT? And that because I like training, that's not enough. Yeah. You know, it's not enough. You have to come with more than that for an interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how am I going to build a business? I'm going to build a big social media page. That's not enough. You have to go much further deeper into it than that. You know, yeah. if you really understand why you want to do the job, what do you want to get out of it? What do you want to give out of it? You know, where do you want to run the, you know, please do your, you know your thoughts around it because you will then save yourself a lot of time with running to interviews that are roles that are not for you you know yeah. there's no point going to an, a role for uh, a gym box or an employed model that you've got to pay rent for if you never want to pay rent you know it's just it is never yeah. if you get there and go oh actually also you have to have really realistic expectations about what the job yeah. involves yeah yeah and like so if you do want I mean, to be freelance be be so yeah. be realistic about that. Yeah, um, I think about like some of the jobs I've applied for. You know, literally every job I applied for, I've got because like I've only applied for one job at a time. So you know, yeah. I started my career in Virgin. I've done three, just under three years in Virgin. I then went to CrossFit. I enjoyed CrossFit, but I just you know I talked about this on another podcast or um, before. Like I I loved it, but then I didn't like being in a big empty space by myself all day. And I was like, I want to exactly. get back in. And I weren't around anybody at all. I wanted to get back into um, the gym environment. So then I applied yeah, for Fitness First because I was like, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be in Fitness First. Uh, well, so I, I wanted to be around PTs again. So that's when I applied for Fitness First because I saw the model and I, I knew where it was and I liked that gym. And I was like, let's go here. So I applied there and it was like, you know, my reasons because of this, this and this, you know, I want to be back around a team again. And then like, you know, Fitness First was great for me. I was in Fitness First for nearly four years. And then I've, it was only when Gymbox Canistry opened, I saw Canistry as an opportunity to move to a new gym, surround myself by, you know, more experienced trainers. I mean, the people that I saw was working out, I was like, I, I want to be around a team like this because mm. I was you, very much into my Olympic lifting. I was very much into my Olympic lifting and I was like, I need to be in this environment with this kit, with these trainers, because that will help me improve. And those are always my reasons applying. So like, it was never 10 CVs, 10 different gyms. It was like one CV, one gym, because I'm going to that place, because it's the right fit for me and I thought this through. So just one thing on that, actually. Actually, um, no, 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 you finish and I'll talk about... 
No, no, I was going to say, I, I would totally agree with you because being in a gym environment makes you a better trainer. Um, yeah. I am not the trainer that you know I was then that I am now and that is not because of all the courses I've done that's because of the people I've had the pleasure and the you know the privilege to mm. work with and those skill sets that we swapped and you know training with them talking with them you know I've learned more from other trainers than I've learned in any course I've ever done you know yeah. business wise and and training wise so even if you're not that skilled at the beginning that isn't a reason to think oh this isn't for me all you need to have to do is to have a basic understanding and you know want to be self-employed and then if you have those two wants then everything else can be taught and developed over time yeah i was just going to say to, to finish this applying section up because it's important to know so i'm just saying now i have one cv one direction and i go one route only if you do that but it doesn't work out you know because you fail the interview for whatever reason so when we fail people we fail people for a reason because this ain't the right fit for them right now and it's never it's not a never it's a go away work on a skill set come back in the future so if you like we give feedback at the end of our recruitment days for the people that don't make it but feedback is feedback feedback is how you improve you've as hard as it is you've always got to take feedback as a okay i'm going to take that on i'm going to do something about it and then i'm going to you know i'm going to move on from that but you do think about it and then you adapt so if you if you go not just to us to another position that you really wanted to go to but it doesn't work out because you might not have the experience um you're not the right fit for that team or whatever reason you failed the practical you then need to take that um you need to take that on positively and just go right i need to go work on this and then you have another direction you look for a second option and then you apply correctly for that and that second option might be the one you get into and then in the future you can then apply for your for your other position so it's, it, it's just important to know that if you do fail that's fine you failed for a reason it's important that you just take that positively go work on the areas you need but if you prepare yourself you know you're setting yourself up for success really so Roni um let's on that point so yeah so just very quickly we have had situations where we've had people where we've even offered them an opportunity to come back because mm -hmm. we feel that they've got something but they might be nervous or you know they might not have been prepared properly so you know if we feel that someone has got something to offer and you know potentially they could be a good um you know trainer in yeah. a club we're not going to say you know oh, that's it you never get another opportunity even if it's it could be in a couple of weeks go and prepare this part better and come back yeah. and see us yeah yeah we've uh, we done that a month ago and uh, it was literally like i like you <laughs> But I can't pass yeah. you. You, have, you haven't passed the criteria we need for you to get through the day. You passed a chunk of it. You failed this bit. I can't pass yeah. you because otherwise we have no consistency in our in, in our process. And it's just like, but we would like you to come back more prepared. You know, and I think that's, exactly. but, but it's what we but do. I'm sure other companies might do something yeah. similarly. Right, just to summarize then, to wrap this up, to wrap up our 30 minute podcast has gone to 57 minutes already um, well you're lucky it's only 57 with me could have been yeah four. i've been moving us on as well um, right so <laughs> oh, to, no, don't even get me stuck right to summarize then so three key points think of the model that you want to apply for then really take the time to look into the company uh that, that you're going to apply for and then finally prep for uh the position so model company prep for the position if you put energy and thought process into each of those then you're going to go to the right place for you uh you happy with that Rony? any final yeah, thoughts yeah, yeah. No? i would okay. just i would just add to that you know what one of the key skills of being a trainer is be personable yeah so like if mm. you're going to come you can do all of that work but you also need to be you know very upbeat and you know you don't need to be bouncing off the walls but have some yeah. energy around you and have some yeah. you know have some good attitudes because quite often we can have people come in and we can go really like you know really great trainer really knew their stuff but you know was just really difficult to talk to was really you know so try and be personable mm. because you Best know you what we, you know it's, it's one thing being a great trainer it's another thing being able to communicate with people excellent well we hope you found this useful we will drop in a little plug about gym box because you know we both work for gym box we run um we work for the gym box academy we run all the recruitment process uh, for that academy so if you know you've done your wire you look through all the models and a self-employed rent-based model works for you and a gym box site is in your reach and you like one of our clubs in particular and you want to work for gym box how do they apply Rony? 
or you can either apply on the Gymbox website, that will take you to a link uh, for a job site that will come through with your application. We'll then get back to you as soon as we get your application, we'll give you a call, just find out a little bit about you, make sure you're aware it's a self-employed role, or if you're unsure of what you want to do, you know, we can always welcome you to check out what the option is. Um, and then um, you can also get, you know, you, if you're um, in the club, you can also apply on reception. That will get put through to the gym, uh, the PT manager in the club, or you'll be put in the right area. And mm -hmm. then once we get your application, we'll call you in. Good. Right. Thank you. I hope uh, hope you enjoyed that. Thank you, Rani, for coming on. How do people find Thank you? Thank you for having me. How do people, if I'm, someone I'm had a question. Instagram, yeah. uh, Instagram Rani McKay, R-O-N-N-I. M C K A Y. Same with Facebook. Um, I'm at Jimbox yeah. Bank pretty much 24 7. Um, so yeah, you can if, always get me from bank inquiries. And if someone wanted to send you an email, what's your email? Your, your Jimbox bank email? VPT. Bank VPT at Jimbox.co.uk. Yeah, VPT. There we go. So if you want to ask Rony a question directly, drop Rony a message. If you wanted to come to, to our recruitment day and find out more about what we offer, then please just. Um, go on a website or drop Rony a message directly and, and we'll get you involved and we'll start the process from there. Uh, if you're going somewhere else and you found this useful, then just like um, like this episode wherever you're watching it. Uh, leave a comment or ask yeah, or ask us questions in the comments and we'll get back to you. Right, uh, thank you for coming on, Rony. Thanks everyone for watching or Thanks listening. And yeah, I'll be back next week with another episode on Coach's Corner. Right, thanks guys. Bye-bye.